you are listening to the World of Games Podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be in this big blue marble we call planet Earth. How is it going, everybody? Happy Wednesday. Hump, hump, hump day, Wednesday. Windy Wednesday where I'm at. How's it going? <laughs> All right, so let's continue this outdoor experiment. I, I thought I'd start calling these up, these type of episodes, outdoor grown episodes, OG episodes. So that's what I got for you today. I got another installment of an OG episode. A little challenging the first time. Hopefully the second time it comes out a little bit better. We'll see. We'll just keep experimenting with the editing. I'll, I'll keep tooling around with the adjustments. Very strange sometimes. I, it's very difficult because sometimes with editing these tracks that I'm when I'm using my Google Pixel 4, I put it on Audacity, it comes out solo tracked. And uh, I guess it really doesn't matter. I guess it makes no difference, but I kind of duplicate the track and make it into a stereo track. I don't know if that makes much of a difference. It's just something I'd rather do. It just seems more familiar to me. So it was a little tricky, but it was kind of weird too, because after I rendered the outdoor clip, uh, audio clip, with some of those sound effects you hear, it kind of gave the sound effects kind of the same, I don't know, different tone to it. I, I don't know if that had anything to do with it. I, I'm not too sure. Again, I'm not an audio engineer. If you know, just go ahead and put that message in the message box. I'll, I'll listen to it. Give me some ideas. Give me some hints. But until then, it's pretty exciting. It's going to be interesting. It's an experiment still. So I think I'll do another episode and another episode on Friday, another outdoor grown episode. All right. With that, let me take a pause and I'll be right back right after this. try this again i did a whole segment didn't even realize i muted my microphone big waste of time i'll give it a one more shot um this come from fox this is this is kind of just dis- this is really disturbing actually so if you're a parent or grandparent listen up this is really what the fucking truth is it goes like this biden administration promotes radical group pushing critical race theory in schools i'm not going to read the whole article it's pretty long but when i play the audio for you you're going to get a, pretty much an idea of where these teachers' heads are out these days with our children and grandchildren. It's pretty crazy. Um, I'll jump right to the article real quick, kind of give you a synopsis of what's going on. It says right here, it starts off, The Biden administration guidance for school reopening promoted a radical activist group's handbook that advocate, advocates for educators to, quote-unquote, disrupt whiteness and other forms of oppression, unquote. The Department of Education linked to the abolitionist 
Teaching Network's Guide for Racial Justice and Abolitionist Social and Emotional Learning. In its handbook intended to help schools reopen after the COVID-19 pandemic and recommend how they should spend billions of dollars they collectively receive through the American Rescue Plan. What a big waste of money that is. Jesus Christ. The Abolitionist Teachings Network website includes links to various materials and media that include language often associated with critical race theory through the group's avoid though the group avoids using the exact phrase. Of course. That's what they do. They just change up the language, you know what I mean? That that's what these uh these Marxists play word salad. Abolitionist teachers should build a school culture that engages in healing and advocacy. This requires a commitment to learning from students, families, and educators who disrupt whiteness and other forms of oppression, the group states in its guide. Critical race theory advocates have argued that the doctrine is not being taught in public schools and that opponents' complaints are overwrought. But a number of the abolitionist teaching, teaching networks, board members, and associated activists are current or former educators who push for race-related reform in public schools. Whatever happened to reading, writing, and arithmetic? You know what I'm saying? Whatever happened to that? So look, I'm going to just play this shit. This shit is absolutely crazy. I'll throw in the... I don't know if I'll throw in the names. Yeah, what the hell. I'll, I'll put them on Front Street. This is just a ridiculous video i guess they were doing a zoom call <laughs> and just kind of give you an idea of what's going on there is out of this group of what is it seven people there's one guy and two white liberal women obviously that you can tell them they just look tired as hell <laughs> they all seem to be tired and weathered looking i don't know and the rest look like just a bunch of i don't know unhinged women i don't, I don't know i'll just play it and you can hear it for yourself. And first off, the first person you're going to see is a woman. She's an educator, okay, an educator. And her name is Kiana Cutts, C-O-T-T-S. And this is what she's got to say. Abolitionist Teaching Network seeks to end systems of injustice in our schools. Hold on a second. Spirit murdering practice. Technical difficulties. Hold on. All right, hopefully I got this correct. All right, let's try this one more time. Kiana Cuts. Roll it. Abolitionist Teaching Network seeks to end systems of injustice in our schools, spirit murdering practices, and institutions not teaching to the genius of black and brown children. All right. Playing with my volume. Give me a second. Oh, that's why. All right. Let's start this over. Okay. So this is Kiana Cuts, educator. Roll it. Abolitionist Teaching Network seeks to end systems of injustice in our schools, spirit murdering practices, and institutions not teaching to the genius of black and brown children. The network this woman is just absolutely unhinged. This is, this is what scares me about our education system right now. This woman's name is Bettina Love, and she's a co-founder on the board of directors chair. So this is the icing on the cake in the, in the school system right here. Check this woman out. That's dedicated to not creating new schools or reimagining schools, but destroying schools that do nothing but harm black and brown children. Okay, did you get that? 
Let's play that one more time. I want you to hear what she's got to say again. It's not about educating. It's about destroying the schools for black and brown children. <laughs> That's insanity. These people should be locked up. Let's hear that again. Hold on a second. It's amazing. I can't believe this shit's in, in schools these days. It's just, it's just crazy. That's dedicated to not creating new schools or reimagining schools, but destroying schools that do nothing but harm black and brown children. You don't realize why supremacy is in everything we do. We got a problem. We hope to have our activists and residents all around the country, and they will go into schools or communities and do the work of dismantling. Did, you, did, did, did you hear that? She wants activists now to go to the schools and, and push this shit. So not only do they have the teachers and the unions involved in, in spreading this, this rate, all these racist lies, now they're asking people to just come off the street and come into, their, <laughs> into the school grounds and basically be activists and stir shit up. It's crazy. And now this one woman you're about to hear, I don't know what affiliation she has with the woman you just heard, but her name is Chelsea Coley Love. And um, looks like she's taken on the woman's last name. Either that or it's her daughter. And she's a co-founder as well and a board member. So it seems like the whole all these board members are co-founders of this crazy shit, so... Here she is. I've been teaching now for 19 years, and I've been doing this work of completely disrupting systems. Did you hear that? She's been teaching for 19 years, and she openly says she's in the business of destroying education. 19 years, and she's in the business of destroying education. How about that? Let's hear that again teaching now for 19 years and I've been doing this work of completely disrupting systems in elementary schools and in school systems for those 19 years and trying that's insanity right then and there that person should be arrested for child abuse I never ever thought I would hear a teacher openly admit she is destroying education and the educational system this is the argument of bringing cameras into classrooms right here. This is the big argument. This is what needs to be imposed. They pulled this shit off during the pandemic where kids were doing that online learning and teachers were sent telling the parents, you know, don't disrupt your child. Stay out of the room while they're teaching the kids when they were actually indoctrinating them with a whole bunch of racist bullshit. That's what the kind of that's the kind of shit that's going. It's going on right here in my town. They still haven't opened up the schools. I, I walk by this one high school, Mission High School, up the street from here. I've walked by it several times. I see teachers right next door. If there's a park right next door, they're over there playing tennis. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> they're playing tennis at the park next door instead of educating kids. I know it's like summertime, but shit, man. Any day's a good day for education, especially when they lose about a year's worth of education. You know what I mean? These people are crazy. And now this chick right here... Let me get it. Let me pop her up. Her name is Brandilyn Tosselet. She's another co-founder and a board member. So they're all co-founders <laughs> of this nonsense. Trying to help other white teachers trouble their internalized white supremacy and anti-blackness. We're coming out. Uh, by the way, she's white. <laughs> In fact, uh, here's the Zoom call. It's just six women, one one guy, 
two white women. I don't know what the hell this woman is. She's uh, a she could be a Latino. She could be I don't know. Her name is just I can't even pronounce. I'm not even going to try that. <laughs> it's not. It's just crazy. These people look crazy. With the K twelve educators toolkit called Lessons in Liberation, we're going to create a national database of anti racist school counselors, therapists, and lawyers. We hope to have a national headquarters. <laughs> Um, a national training teacher. <laughs> Wrong. Yeah, go find a mental hospital. That's where your headquarters should be. A training program, a global activist and residency program. White These people are just out of their minds. They are just in it to, I don't know what the end game is. We're paying these people. These are public school officials saying they are openly going to destroy your educational system for your children and replace it with a bunch of SJW woke nonsense. These people should be locked up. If not locked up, they should be mentally evaluated. Okay? <laughs> it's just crazy. And if they're found to be crazy, they should be put in a mental facility. And if they're not, they should be put into a county county jail. Straight up. I wouldn't want none of these people around my kids. None of them. White folks, you all do your work, and then you come to us when you have done your work, and now we all are well together. It's, <laughs> it's funny, because when she was shooting her mouth off in the Zoom call and has a picture of all the fucking idiots... Uh, the one person who's violently nodding her head up and down in agreement is the young little white girl. <laughs> That's the funny thing about this. Let's hear her again. Say loudly and clearly, reform is not enough. We cannot reform when the brokenness is in the foundation. Education cannot save us. We must save education. I want us to be feared. That is crazy. All right. That's what's going on in your schools now with your kids. That's exactly what's going on. They have no shame. They're just openly saying it. It's crazy. <laughs> That's unbelievable, man. I'm telling you, man. I, I, we got to do some parents, man. I mean, shout out to you parents over there. Was that Loudoun County? I think that's in West Virginia, if I'm not mistaken. All you parents, wherever you may be, Florida, Texas, wherever, I've seen you all. Good for you. Shout out to each and every one of you for standing up against these these people. Okay, bottom line, they're they're elected, as far as I know, school board members. You can fire these motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? You can just fire their asses. And that's what you should do. Go to their school. See, that that's why they do these school board meetings through a Zoom call. So that way they don't have to hear their parents. They're just going to push their fucking racist agenda all over our kids. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. They're not even teaching the, the, the basics. Reading, writing, arithmetic. They're not even teaching them that now. They're just teaching them how to be a bunch of crybaby activists. You shut up when I'm talking to you. You shut your mouth. I was going to read this whole article, but I think pretty much that audio just summed it up. So 
There you go, man. I, I'd be very careful. I, I would suggest to each and every parent, grandparent, just go to these school board meetings if you can or get involved and, and just push for cameras in these classrooms. You, you have to find out what the hell they're teaching our kids now. Because what you just heard right there is your educators teaching your kids. That's insanity. Here you go. This is from the Daily News. Hero NYPD cop describes how he saved a stab victim's life with potato chip bag. Quote, I just needed something squared off at the edges. Unquote. Oof. And there he goes, NYPD, right on. Uh, it says right here, uh, well, first off, let me just say, he's got an interesting tattoo on his forearm. It looks like the outline of New York skyline. Pretty cool. Uh, but anyhow, it says right here, whether it's snacking or life-saving, this NYPD hero prefers Lay's potato chips. <laughs> Officer Ronald Kennedy, a former EMT turned cop, recounted his DIY rescue of a stabbing victim by using an empty lace bag to seal a bleeding chest wound and save the man's life. Despite the dire circumstances, Kennedy recalled Tuesday how he instinctively knew what to do after arriving outside a bodega on July 7th to find victim Dylan Ubals, hope I said that right, living on the, lying on the sidewalk fighting for his for breath. Quoting, there was just an overwhelming sense of comfort in the scene, unquote, he explained. I've been dealing with emergencies for quite some time, and I just know it's best to keep the person calm in any situation. And it does have a still picture right here, and yeah, it shows it. The guy's on his back, and they're using, looks like packing tape. And, uh, yeah, a regular, looks like the flavor of the chips bag is a regular Lay's potato chip bag. <laughs> Original flavor. And it looks like another guy with a duct tape. Bloody scene. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Uh, it goes on to say, Kennedy, with four years on the job after three years with the city EMS, recalled how Ubal's Breathing was labored as air entered the victim's lungs through the gaping wound in his chest. The officer quickly told a bystander to run inside the bodega and grab a bag of chips and then asked for some tape from the store. The bystander delivered a bag of lays with Kennedy dumping out its contents before applying the bag to the wound and taping it across the victim's abdomen. Who's paying for it? Aren't bags of chips like two bucks now? For a little small bag? I don't know. Somebody's going to flip the bill for it. Uh, quoting further, with the squared off edges on the bag and the tape was created that seal so that the air didn't go in and collapse his lungs, he coolly explained, I just needed something that was squared off at the edges and that particular size works well. Wow. And it has the picture of the guy. And it looks like he had a tracheon, uh, what do you call it? Tra I can't even pronounce it. A tracheometry, you know, where they put a little hole into their neck, you know, so they can assist the patient to breathe. I, I don't know how to pronounce it. They probably have it written right here. It says his partner, Officer Matthew Greaves, said the application of the homemade seal produced instant results for Ubiles. Quoting, as soon as Kennedy put the dressing on, it was immediate, recalled Greaves. It was night and day difference. He wasn't out of the woods, but it was an immediate and obvious effect. When EMS came, we rushed him into the ambulance, and I think that ambulance left the quickest of any medical job I've been to. 
In an exclusive interview with the news, Ubiles thanked the hero cop, quoting, he made sure I got to the hospital, unquote, a grateful Ubiles said. He took care of me. Asked if he had a favorite brand of chips, Kennedy quickly said he preferred Lay's. <laughs> there you go. Quoting, it's the only one I've had really, he explained. I don't eat much chips, but when I do, I get that one. The bystander who grabbed the chips inside the bodega stopped by before the news conference with the life-saving cop to give them some props. Quote, those officers did an amazing job, unquote, he said. Great job. And Inspector Andrew Brown, commanding officer of the 28th Precinct, praised the effort by his cops. Quoting, who would have thought that one of my guys would have had a MacGyver moment, he asked. Really an outstanding moment for the NYPD. Yeah, that's really cool, man. Hmm. Wow, man. Right on for that cop, man. See, that's that. That's exactly why we need the police. That is a, a, a prime example of why we need law enforcement today. That's what they're there for, you know? To protect and to serve. Really good job by this officer. What was his name? I'm going to give him one more shout out. What is his name? Officer Ronald Kennedy. Right on, man. Right on. Just a quick reminder. Make sure you go and subscribe to my Twitter page at The Real WOD on updates when I'll be dropping podcast episodes as well as when I release any videos on YouTube or Rumble. Also on Twitter, I'll be posting news articles as well as videos that I talk about on the podcast. So go ahead and subscribe and make sure you hit that notification bell. Thanks. Okay, I wanted to get into this story a little bit. I didn't think it was going to make the newspapers or anything like that, but yesterday I was on Twitter, and I was just kind of trolling around Twitter. And one of the guys that I follow, and follows back, actually, is Scott Bale. If you don't know who he is, he's uh, Chachi from Happy Days. <laughs> he follows me on Twitter. It's a trip. He's cool. Uh, he's a pretty nice guy on Twitter. He doesn't trash too many people. He's, he's pretty well-rounded when it is when it's about political issues and stuff like that but yesterday when i was going through twitter i happened to see henry winkler and if you don't know who he was he was on the show as well happy days but he played the fonz you know fonzie hey <laughs> when i got on twitter and i was going through my twitter feed scott bale was slamming back at henry winkler um, I thought they were friends, but I guess they have political differences. And I had I wrote something like, I don't want to get in the middle of this one. Because usually when Scott Bale puts something out there, I'll put a quick little, you know, one-liner or something like that. And sometimes he reacts to it or not, you know, whatever. But it seemed like they were going into some form of feud or something. I, I didn't really catch it. I didn't read into it. I kind of stayed out of it. It was just interesting to read. And looks like the Daily News here picked it up, so I'm going to read this to you. It says, Hey, Henry Winkler and his former Happy Days castmate Scott Bale no longer seem to share the same sense of humor. On Monday, Bale posted a Photoshop image of Texas Democrats aboard a private plane with gigantic COVID-19 germs covering their heads. The image referenced the 50 Lone Star state lawmakers who hopped aboard a jet and left Texas to, sl to slow Republicans' efforts to push through legislation that would impose voting restrictions in Texas. At least six of the Democrats reportedly tested positive for COVID after the flight. Oh, okay. Here it is. I didn't even see this. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't see. <laughs> That's pretty good. 
hey, man, it's Scotty Boo. He's got a huge sense of humor. What's a big deal, you know? And it looks like, okay, and Henry, and Henry Winkler, he's, he's quoting back and says, I missed it. Why is this funny? Our country is in danger at risk. If for nobody else, please get vaccinated for yourself. Okay, and that must be why fucking Bale was hitting back. And that's what, that's when I started reading their little battleground thread or whatever you want to call it. Uh, it goes on to say Bayo's uh, 60. Damn, he's 60? Holy shit. God damn, I'm old. Bayo 60 captioned the image with an emoticon scratching its chin in contemplation. Winkler retweeted that picture along with a note for Bayo. Quoting, again, like I said, I missed it. Why is this funny? Winkler asked. Our country is in danger, at risk. If for nobody else, please get vaccinated for yourself. And Bale hit back. He responded to Winkler, stating, These grandstanding politicians flouted the rules, and now five have COVID. That's not funny at all, but it is ironic. <laughs> What's your point? <laughs> He was seemingly referring to the fact that the politicians in the photos from the flight, all of whom are believed to be vaccinated, weren't wearing masks to control the spread of COVID. Vaccinations don't stop people from, being, from testing positive for the coronavirus, but they greatly limit the degree of illness stemming from the infections. Masks are not required on private non-commercial flights. They are recommended for chartered flights. That's an interesting line right there. They are recommended for chartered flights. So, I just kind of want to emphasize that. Uh, it says here, Winkler, 75. Damn, he's 75? <laughs> wow. <laughs> the age thing just gets to me. Winkler, 75, famously starred as tough guy Arthur Fonzi, Fonzarelli on Happy Days from 74 to 84. Bale, whose politics are to the right of Winkler's, played Fonzie's cousin Chachi Arcola from 1977 through 84. And that's all it really says about the whole thing. That's pretty interesting, though. Yeah, I didn't know what that was all about. That ah, Come on. Come on, Fonzie. <laughs> toughen up. What? Hey, toughen up, man. I mean, it's a funny picture. All it is is just, like they said, it's just these Photoshop germs over their faces <laughs> on the plane. And a couple of them holding up the peace symbol. It's pretty funny. Good for Scott Bale. You know, tighten up, Henry. What, what's your problem? too unhinged tank you're 75 what do you expect This is from the Daily News. Hero NYPD cop describes how he saved a stab victim's life with potato chip bag. Quote, I just needed something squared off at the edges. Unquote. Oof. And there he goes, NYPD, right on. Uh, it says right here, uh, well, first off, let me just say, he's got an interesting tattoo on his forearm. It looks like the outline of New York skyline. Pretty cool. Uh, but anyhow, it says right here, whether it's snacking or life-saving, this NYPD hero prefers Lay's potato chips. <laughs> Officer Ronald Kennedy, a former EMT turned cop, recounted his DIY rescue 
of a stabbing victim by using an empty lace bag to seal a bleeding chest wound and save the man's life. Despite the dire circumstances, Kennedy recalled Tuesday how he instinctively knew what to do after arriving outside a bodega on July 7th to find victim Dylan Ubals, hope I said that right, living on the, lying on the sidewalk fighting for his for breath. Quoting, there was just an overwhelming sense of comfort in the scene, unquote, he explained. I've been dealing with emergencies for quite some time, and I just know it's best to keep the person calm in any situation. And it does have a still picture right here. And yeah, it shows it. The guy's on his back, and they're using, looks like packing tape. And uh, yeah, a regular, looks like the flavor of the chips bag is a regular lace potato chip bag. <laughs> Original flavored. And it looks like another guy with a duct tape. Bloody scene. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Uh, it goes on to say, Kennedy, with four years on the job after three years with the city EMS, recalled how Ubal's breathing was labored as air entered the victim's lungs through the gaping wound in his chest. The officer quickly told a bystander to run inside the bodega and grab a bag of chips and then asked for some tape from the store. The bystander delivered a bag of Lay's with Kennedy dumping out its contents before applying the bag to the wound and taping it across the victim's abdomen. Who's paying for it? Aren't bags of chips like two bucks now for a little small bag? I don't know. Somebody's going to flip the bill for it. Uh, quoting further, with the squared off edges on the bag and the tape was created that seal so that the air didn't go in and collapse his lungs, he coolly explained I just needed something that was squared off at the edges and that particular size works well. Wow. And it has the picture of the guy. And it looks like he had a tracheon... Uh, what do you call it? Tra I can't even pronounce it. A tracheometry? You know where they put a little hole into their neck, you know, so they can assist the patient to breathe? I don't know how to pronounce it. They probably have it written right here. It says, His partner, Officer Matthew Greaves, said the application of the homemade seal produced instant results for Ubiles. Quoting, As soon as Kennedy put the dressing on, it was immediate, recalled Greaves. It was night and day difference. He wasn't out of the woods, but it was an immediate and obvious effect. When EMS came, we rushed him into the ambulance, and I think that ambulance left the quickest of any medical job I've been to. In an exclusive interview with the news, Ubiles thanked the hero cop, quoting, He made sure I got to the hospital, unquote, a grateful Ubiles said. He took care of me. Asked if he had a favorite brand of chips, Kennedy quickly said he preferred Lay's. <laughs> there you go. Quoting, It's the only one I've had really, he explained. I don't eat much chips, but when I do, I get that one. The bystander who grabbed the chips inside the bodega stopped by before the news conference with the life-saving cop to give them some props. Quote, those officers did an amazing job, unquote, he said. Great job. And Inspector Andrew Brown, commanding officer of the 28th Precinct, praised the effort by his cops. Quoting, who would have thought that one of my guys would have had a MacGyver moment, he asked. Really an outstanding moment for the NYPD. Yeah, that's really cool, man. Hmm. Wow, man. Right on for that cop, man. See, that's that. That's exactly why we need the police. That is a, a, a prime example of why we need law enforcement today. That's what they're there for, you know. 
to protect and to serve. Really good job by this officer. What was his name? I'm gonna give him one more shout out. What is his name? Officer Ronald Kennedy. Right on, man. Right on. Just a quick reminder. Make sure you go and subscribe to my Twitter page at the Real WOD on updates when I'll be dropping podcast episodes as well as when I release any videos on YouTube or Rumble. Also on Twitter, I'll be posting news articles as well as videos that I talk about on the podcast. So go ahead and subscribe and make sure you hit that notification bell. Thanks. Alright guys, that's all I got for you today. I know it's kind of a strange episode. Some segments outdoors, some segments indoors. I was going to try to do a whole indoor segment. But then I started doing playbacks on my recordings. And it sounded like I was yelling into a tunnel or something. I was having real big problems with my audacity. Um, It seemed to have recognized my, my microphone. But for whatever reason, it just totally... It comes in sounding like an old AM radio. And so hopefully, you're hearing right now is through my USB mic. And hopefully the audio quality sounds good. We'll see. So, yeah, it's kind of one of those hybrid episodes. If it comes out alright, then maybe I'll go right back to indoor recording. But for now, until I can figure it all out, I don't know what the hell's going on with the Audacity. I updated it. I... I uninstalled it, reinstalled it, checked all the settings, checked my computer settings. I checked everything. And so hopefully it comes out all right. We'll see. Friday's coming up. So until then, guys, I will talk to you on Friday. Peace out.